Hello, and welcome to this ISACA podcast. My name is Jocelyn Alcantar. I'm an event coordinator with ISACA. Here is the second part of my conversation with Arnulfo. So you are an accredited trainer as well. What are your certifications and what are you instructing on? Yeah, I think that is it's very important, this initiative that a few years ago, ISACA took to have accredited trainers for each certification uh, that ISACA uh, gives to us as professionals. I am accredited instructor for CISA, for CISEM, uh, for cybersecurity fundamentals and cybersecurity audit certificates. So something I understand is you have a knack for explaining complex things in very easy ways that even some people who are not experts can understand. What is uh, something that you can give us an example of? Yeah, I, I like to think that too, but you know, in 2020, I won the John Cougars Award and the legend that it was scripted in that award sets for explaining complex terms in a simple way. So I always read that because I have that, that award in my, in my desk. I always read that award when I am preparing some conference, you know, and when I had a lot of things in my mind and I'm trying to explain it in one slide, that is, that is, a, very, that is a very tough thing to do. Uh, Albert Einstein also said something uh, related to that. He says that if you can explain it simply, you haven't understand it well. Under that principles, I have always developed my work and especially my talks. If you ever attend to a talk or a workshop of mine, I invite everyone to do, uh, please attend to my, to my uh, conferences and workshops. Uh, so you will notice in them that many times I start to talk about something that seems to have absolutely nothing to do with the subject that I am explaining in that, in that conference. But suddenly, I return to the main subject with a deep reflection about it. You know, I define that ability or that technique like the one of the Mr. Miyagi used in the Karate Kid movie. Remember that the, the Mr. Miyagi taught his student, Daniel LaRusso Karate? And yeah. when, yeah, yeah. The first lessons that he teaches to Daniel LaRusso was to wax a lot of cards. You know, Daniel LaRusso was waxing a lot of cards. And, and Daniel didn't know why he, he was doing that. And suddenly, Mr. Miyagi asked him to teach him how he was waxing cars. And it turns out that this movement that he was doing while he was waxing cars was to block uh, punches in karate, right? That is the technique that I use in my conferences and my workshops. And I think that is very effective because I had a lot of reviews and colleagues that told me I never understood that concept before because no one has it explained it like you explained it to me. So you ask about an example uh, about the things that I do when I present in the conferences and I can give you a joke. CISOs and IT staff are like dolphins because they are proven to be intelligent, but so far no one has been able to communicate to them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the reflection behind that is that CISOs and IT, IT guys we let let's not be dolphins man you know let's get some skills necessary to communicate and to make ourselves understood you know that that, that is one of the main main gaps that the cybersecurity experts has right now the ability to to explain complex things in a simple way to the business guys explain the things complex in an easy way i can tell you that i have the world record to explain 
blockchain technology in 1.5 minutes. You know, in one in 1.5 minutes, I can explain you what is blockchain. And if you want to see it, uh, that explanation, you can find it in YouTube. There is a conference that is called the auditor in the mysterious IT universe. And you will see there my explanation of 1.5 minutes and you will learn English. Uh, you will learn English too. No, English no. <laughs> but you will learn a uh, blockchain even if you are not a specialist in IT. So that that is, I think that that is one of the main things that I like to do in my conferences. And I am very glad to be recognized with that award in that time. And I will keep working with that. That's great. I'm going to have to go check out that video so that I can, you know, learn a little bit more about blockchain. That's yeah. great. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your award that you received. Congratulations, by the way, um, for this Hall of Fame award. So tell us a little bit more about your experience and how did it feel to be recognized by your peers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had the honor to have received a couple of awards of Isaac Awards. I will I will talk about that uh, awesome program in a in a few minutes. So when I won the John Collier's Award, uh, that 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 award was very special to me because it was the moment when I really convinced myself that I was good giving lectures. I I will tell you a little bit of my style of giving lectures. You know, my style of giving conferences was marked by the first time that I participated in an international conference. It was a Latin conference a little, a few years ago. And they assigned me, the guys that were, that were working in, in the logistics of, of that conference, they assigned me a space to give my lecture exactly after lunch. You know, that space is one of the fewer speakers will select because the audience is either not at the time of the conference or if, if they are there, they are half asleep, right? Yeah, after eating, what right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, after lunch. So what happened? When I knew that, I prepared myself with two things. I, I was thinking I have to prepare some high-impact high slides, you know, a very illustrative slides uh, that, that, that has a lot of a good content and design. And I have to work in a very good speech with several punchlines, especially at the beginning. At the beginning and at some points of my talk, I prepare some very important facts or punchlines that wake them up and keep them attentive. And so far, that, that is what dictates the technique where I, that I use to build all my lectures materials. You can read uh, my article in, in, that is posted in Isaka blog, in, in, in the Isaka blog section, that is called From Rockstar to Xpixter. And you can see some of my some of my adventures there as a as a conferences. There is an anecdote that I that I explained there that there was a time when I gave a talk, and there there was a huge stage there. And when I finished I, when I finished that talk of my participation, I went downstairs and there was a girl. Let's call that girl Maria. There was a Mary, and she she was the host, and she told me, Arnulfo, you really rocked that place. And I was like, for real? All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel so comfortable and, and that I sat, I, I sat in the front of the row and I stayed there to enjoy the next speaker. Right after me, the next speaker was terrible. He, you know, he sounded nervous. He were unprepared. His slide was very bad, you know, with a very little text and, you know, you can't see anything there. It was bad. It was really bad. It was evident that he was bad. 
And since I was there in the front row at the end of his participation, he goes down from the same stairs where I was, uh, I was going down in the previous talk and Mario receives him and says to him, Juan, you were really great. You rocked the place. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's hard to receive an honest and impartial opinion uh, or uh, in the evaluation as, as our work as a conferencist or as a speaker, you know, uh, there is a lot of people and maybe you you have done it. Uh, when you see someone that explains something in the public and gives a conference, when he finished his participation, it's very likely that you that you are going to say, hey, man, you do you did great there. <laughs> it's always something that we do, you know, you know? Yeah. So yeah. when when I received when I received this prize, it was with this award. For me, it was really a confirmation for me that I was really good giving lectures. That award has a, a strong meaning to me. And when talking about the Hall of Fame induction, I remember that that, that is one of the highest honors that Isaka gives to his members. And I am really honored about it and glad about it, you know, humble. When I knew about that, that, that I was selected for that prize, I remember that I post something in my LinkedIn and in the title, it said something like, I don't deserve this honor, but I didn't deserve the pancreatitis I got in the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, either, right? <laughs> I don't read really, I, 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 I don't I don't deserve deserve any 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 of the two. But winning this prize made made me feel very honored and grateful. And also uh, when I when I received the prize, for one moment I had something of weird feeling, you know, something like the athletes when they receive uh, or when they are inducted to a Hall of Fame of their discipline, you know, football or something. And it is like time for them is something like his time for retire or everything is over in his career. And I was like, man, it's over my career or what is happening here? Then I realized that it was exactly the opposite for me. Uh, now as an Hall of Fame inductee, uh, my responsibility was greater. You know, I car I was carrying the Isaka banner and as a Hall of Fame member. And in the rest of my career, I must honor it and continue to deserve to be there, you know, and keep working, inspiring others to have the same passion that I and, and a lot of our colleagues have and to be participating and helping and adding to our association. So, yeah, I'm pretty honored to have these two recognitions. And, and I have to say that the Isaac Awards program is a very important uh, program. And we as a professional needs to take the time to recognize our peers because that will help us all to keep improving in our career. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say that you definitely deserve both of those awards that you received. Um, I've Thank you. been there. Um, I've seen you talk and I, I hope every that time. you didn't deserve the pancreatitis, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so how do you think ISACA can help the next generation of industry leaders? And how would you recommend for them to get more involved? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, joining an association as ISA like ISACA helps you to have the right contacts and the right access to the information in order to, to strong and advance your career uh, as a professional or as a new professional. You know, joining ISACA is like finding one of those little arrows on the track or in the road 
that you find in the Mario Kart video game, you know, you know, <laughs> these, these little arrows that when you pass over, they, they give you like a speed up or they give you a boost and you got much faster uh, when you step over it. That is exactly what, or precisely what Isaka do to, to your career. Uh, being a, a new leader or a person that has a, a professional career uh, already, uh, it gives you a super boost to your professional career and helps you to reach uh, new, new limits or levels in, in your career. How to get involved? Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, one of the things that, that, help, that it will help you a lot is to look for your Isaka chapter. Uh, Isaka had representation in more than 222 cities in the world. It's very likely that exists a chapter very near to you. Contact them and join to them as a volunteer in any activity, wherever it is. It literally, I I I was saying that I started like moving and loading banners and you know things related to the events in the Isaka Montero chapter. And since that, I started to have uh, different roles and you know advancing my career and uh, have, uh, knowing a lot of excellent professionals that I still consider my friends and I still have in contact with them. And you should consider too, if you are a new professional, uh, you should consider too, and if you can, you can join to have an, a, this kind of a special student membership, the, the student membership of Isaka, the membership of, of students of Isaka. It has a very little price and you have uh, the, you have access to the same kind of contents that the professional membership has. And there is a lot of materials there that you can use to advance your career. And you can also approach to a Isaka mentor. You can find these professionals in, uh, directly in the Isaka International website and, or in their, in their chapters. There are many of us that we are willing to help you to advance to career and to show you what is Isaka and how Isaka can help you to boost your career. That's wonderful. Can you explain a little bit more about this mentorship program? Yeah, yeah. The mentorship, the mentorship program uh, is something that exists uh, since a lot of time in Isaka, but right now Isaka is giving, is giving to this program a lot of relevance right now. It's related to help to the new professionals or professionals that want to, to join to Isaka. There is a pool of persons of professionals of Isaka that has a lot, a lot of experience or career in Isaka, and these guys are registered as a mentors and they are waiting for some from some new professional or some person that wants to do or make a career in Isaka, they are waiting to contact them. And these guys, the mentors, are going to help all these persons uh, to advance their career, to explain to them what is Isaka, to explain to them how to obtain a certification, how to obtain some kind of support of benefits that Isaka can give to them. And I, basically, that is what it is. The, the mentorship program is one of the most important programs of ISACA. And as I was said previously, there is a lot of uh, guys like me. We are going to be very glad to help any person that wants to make a career in ISACA. That sounds like a wonderful program. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Industry leaders must stay on top of the current trends in news, information, and all of that. How do you stay on top of what's coming next? And how do you self-educate? My strategy to keep, to keep up to date or to be aware of what is coming is to keep presenting in talks and conferences on various topics. For me, knowing that I must 
chair uh, about some topic, mostly a recent topic, requires to prepare myself to the maximum in order to talk to that topic. It obligates me to find the most recent information and even uh, to certify myself in that area. In addition to this process, everything is like a virtual circle, you know, because the fact that I prepare myself to give a conference, maybe related to how to audit the cloud, that will help me a lot to make my work better when I am working, really auditing the cloud, you know, in the field. So that is the key. Uh, the key is that your work is related to your professional activities or to, to your extra professional activities and that your extra professional activities are related to your work. And that is the key of maintaining yourself uh, up to date. So that is why I always invite to my, to my colleagues to give lectures, to participate in workshops. And that, that is the, the most effective way to keep up to date to what is coming. Thank you so much for sharing. There's a rumor going around that you're a superhero. Are you willing to share your superhero identity? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I have another identity. Yeah, uh, it's like my alter ego, you know, and, and, and is, this guy is the one that I use it to go on the stage and offer my conferences. He's the one that posts all these interesting things in the, in the social medias in my social media, he's the one that pushes me to stay awake in the night working in different kinds of presentations and preparing myself to obtain some certification. And he's the one that forces me, quote unquote, to say yes to every conference where I am invited to participate. So yeah, this guy is, the, is our new for friends, you know, the auditor, this is the guy, he's our new for friends. Sometimes the auditor needs our new for and sometimes Arnulfo needs the auditor. But let me tell you something. We are always auditors, uh, Jocelyn. Why? Because the auditor is a traditional auditor, but on asteroids, you know, with reinforced soft and hard skills for prepare him to the new world, you know, to take IT auditors beyond the IT general controls, to have the ability to audit any emerging uh, technologies, to audit anything. In fact, that, that last phrase that I said is, is, is one of the models of my workshop that is called Extreme Audit. You know, I have a workshop that is called Extreme Audit. And if I go around the world trying to auditorizing all the people, it's only to inspire them or to inspire more auditors to become auditors, you know, to become from the traditional auditors to auditor, you know. If those auditors, because that is the kind of auditors that we need in the future, and the future is today, you know, uh, the auditor belongs to everyone. And at the same time, the auditors should be everyone. That's great. And I had the wonderful pleasure of meeting you with this auditor, and I hope that you have the pleasure of meeting Arnulfo like that as well. The pleasure is mine. <laughs> so I understand being a rock star is also on your list of accomplishments is this true that you're in a rock or metal band <laughs> I, I like to i like to think that i am uh, for my mom i am a rock star uh, <laughs> absolutely uh, uh, <laughs> yeah and um, it's also true that i can solve the ruby cube or the rubik square in a few seconds <laughs> that that is that is true the rock star part is is a truth for my mom <laughs> and for my mind in my mind in my head i am a rock star so 
Yeah, yeah, but I, I have played uh, I have played uh, in different uh, or in several bands since I was a teenager. It's like a therapeutic thing for me. And uh, oh. I played the yeah, I, I played the acoustic and the electric guitar. And you can follow me in my Instagram. There I will upload there some of my guitar riffs, you know, me playing the guitar. And <laughs> plus I I love some of audit and cybersecurity riffs, you know. My Instagram page is uh, which is the which is the which is the English word for uh, for a for arroba a the audio at with, at. at all right it's <laughs> at at el auditor yeah with th at el auditor and if you are in Monterrey in my Monterrey city the, the city where I live or if you are in any city where I am going to present a conferences be ready because you know. At any time during that conferences or at my conference or at the close of that Congress or that summit, maybe I could grab a guitar and play some songs there. Yeah, why not? No, oh, that sounds awesome. I'm going to definitely have to check you out on social media. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your excellent speaking skills. You've lectured in conferences as well as keynoted in conferences. Can you tell us a little bit about where you've spoken? Yes, yes. I, I have given many conferences. Uh, recently, I made an estimate, and I think that I have given more than 300 conferences. 300? <laughs> yeah, something like that. The <laughs> truth is I don't exactly know how many conferences I had lectured, but there is a number around uh, around the 300, and that, num that number sounds really cool. So Yeah, I have sure does. It. Yeah, like 300. <laughs> and yeah, I was uh, the master of ceremonies of the host of the MC uh, of the ISACA Latin American Conference in 2022. Uh, that was like four months ago. I think that we rocked there together, you know? Yes, you we absolutely yeah. did. And yeah, I hope I can help uh, to host some other ISACA conferences in Latin America or in the world. Why not? Um, you know, we can bring some Latin flavor wherever they invite me. And my favorite conferences that you you asked me about my favorite conferences, uh, I will say that that in two groups, the ISACA conferences and, I, and conferences of me, of the auditor. So my favorite conference and, and ISACA, there is a lot of them, but I, I, I should mention one, and the GLS conference, the Global Leadership Summit of 2016 uh, in Lisbon. Wow, that was an epic and cool thing, right? It was a very awesome conference with 500 uh, leaders around the world. It was very cool. I love many of my conferences because they are mine, <laughs> but <laughs> especially their names. I, I work hard in, in constructing names of my conferences. I think that the name of one conference is like the the poster of one movie, you know, the trailer of that movie. If, the, yeah. if that yeah. poster catches you, you are going to want to see that movie, right? So it's the same for, for me, it's the same the conference the names of the conference. If you see a name of the conference that is very cool or is great, it's very likely that you want to go to see whatever that guy or the speaker is going to tell you. So uh, let me give you some examples of, of one of, of my conferences. I have a conference that has a name that is Confessions of a Cyber Humorist. You know? Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, that is a cool one. In that conference, I tell a joke and then I link that joke with a deep uh, cybersecurity reflection or idea. You know, it's very cool because you are talking about a lot of IT jokes and then we, suddenly we came to an important reflection or a deep reflection related to cybersecurity. 
Uh, there is another uh, another example, Bank to the Future, you know, talking about the security, <laughs> yeah. the security of banks. Este, yeah, 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 but like Back to the Future, but Back to the Future. Uh, another one, uh, 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 not for kids, <laughs> let's say that, that there, there is, there is, I, I work in a name that is called 50 Shadows of IT. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> was cool. yeah, that was a good one. And I, I will give some uh, presentations in the future, in the next months. You can follow me on LinkedIn, you know, only with my name, Arnulfo Espinosa Dominguez. And then I post, I, I post there something that I call the auditor of the auditor. You know, we are in the 2022 edition and you can see there all the dates and the cities where I am going to be presented. The, the, my next conferences is going to be in Lima, then in Montevideo, in Montevideo and then in Quito, in Ecuador and more there are more coming uh, so you can follow me there and you can see where is where the auditor is going to be and the cool thing is that many of that conferences are like uh, online and they're free you can you can follow me there you can register and be with me and and, and share together in that sessions that's great so if you guys are interested in hearing Arnofo speak um, those are where you can find his upcoming conferences and where he will be speaking if in 150 years, science fails to save us all, and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be? <laughs> that, that is like, ask me anything kind of question, right? So, <laughs> uh, this, but this is a very good question. Yeah, uh, it will be something like after the zombie apocalypse or something like that. But in <laughs> fact, yeah, in fact, I don't know if in that time there is going to be books, right? And uh, maybe right. they, the, the knowledge is going to be in another kind of format. I don't know. I don't know what is going to happen there. But <laughs> I think that that book should be called something like why you should have listened to Isaka about regulating the development of artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe maybe that book should be had a name, something like how to be your artificial intelligence robot favorite slave. Oh, <laughs> no, that no, was no. a good one. <laughs> no, no. The, the, the truth is that I am pro-artificial intelligence. Yeah, I, I am pretty sure that it's going to help you to solve a lot of our problems that we have as an humanity. It will help us in a lot of ways. So anyway, about the name of the book of my life in that time, I think that maybe that book should have a name like Thank you for deleting my internet browser and social media history. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. For yeah, for finish. Uh, maybe I think that it should be something like, "I am immortal. Meet me still today in the metaverse." Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Arnulfo, you and I could talk all day, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have today. We'd like to thank you again for taking the time to be here with us today. If you would like to learn more about Arnulfo, please click the link in the description below.